some people will be listening thinking, yeah, Dan, go for that. <laughs> go for those private flights. Yeah. Other people will be like, that's ridiculous. I can't imagine going for a private flight. Like everyone's on yeah. a different end of the spectrum. Yeah. And I don't want limiting beliefs and I don't want people to not strive for more. Mm-hmm. But you know that those flights aren't your awesome stuff. You can keep chasing that, but that's, mm-hmm. that's not what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know what was important to you, you would go after that just because it's the next thing mm-hmm. at the sacrifice of what really is important to you. So this isn't mm-hmm. holding back. This isn't, you know, more is bad. Mm-hmm. This is just looking at it under the lens of, is this what I want? Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. So uh, here we are with another episode of the Beyond Success podcast. Everyone, I'm here with my buddy, David. We are both members of the Soul Center CEO Collective. We've sipped beer together, looking at the tip of Baja. Uh, He's an awesome all-round human, great entrepreneur. Um, cares about what he's delivering into the world. He's a dad as well. So we've got stuff in common on that end. Um, he's got some really cool counterpoint stuff around. I'm going to let him break it in, but he's got some really cool counterpoint stuff that really goes hand in hand with what we talk about here in relationship to abundance. He's also got an awesome, awesome, awesome book that's going to be great for your kids. As entrepreneurs, I know you guys want to carry good financial uh, education and great strategies to your kids. David's book's really great for that. I had the chance to read an advanced copy. You want to get some of that too. We'll pop some links in the show notes. For now, I'm going to let David introduce himself. We're going to get into this conversation and see where this goes. So David, welcome to the show. Hi, Dan. Yeah, so excited to be here. And yes, I do <laughs> I do miss those that uh, those nights sipping beers and, and <laughs> They will come again. They will come again. They will come again. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks so much for the intro. And as you mentioned, yeah, for me, uh, a lot of this came about, um, I've always been really into the finance world Mm -hmm. and investing and then becoming a dad. I want to share these lessons with my kids, which led into the book. Mm -hmm. But it's funny, these conversations I've been having with parents, I keep hearing the same thing almost every time. And it's that they're really excited. They want to teach their kids how to save. How do I teach my kids to save? And it's such an important lesson. Like we do want to teach our kids to save, but I was realizing in these conversations that the reason we want to teach our kids to save is so they can buy something more expensive. Like that's really the fun. <laughs> like that's all we're doing. Oh, I love that. And we don't. And that's the thing. We don't even realize it. So this this idea of abundance is easy. I love that message of yours. And abundance mm-hmm. is easy, and we should have that but I was recognizing that that's all we're being taught is how do we have more? How Mm -hmm. can we have more? How do we gain more? Mm -hmm. What can I do to get more? Mm -hmm. But we're really missing why we want more in the first place. Mm. And it's that, that critical lesson 
that's completely missing. And that's where if all we know and all we're taught is how to have more, we'll never reach a point where we have enough. Let's get into the background for this. So obviously you're a natural entrepreneur. You've always been sort of on the entrepreneurial path. Um, now you're more financially free. You know, you've, you've, you've taken care of what needs to be taken care of for you to live life pretty much on your own terms. Um, what was the journey for you to be able to get to that? And what did that journey teach you about these gifts that you now share with us? Uh, it was funny. I mean, for me, I was... I was on the journey early because I just, mm -hmm. I grew up, my dad, he was, uh, he was a commercial diver, mm -hmm. very blue collar job. And, mm -hmm. and I watched how, how difficult it was and how much he hated his job. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's other commercial divers I'd be out and I'm like, that guy's happy. He's loving his work. He's really, really enjoying mm -hmm. this. But that wasn't my dad. <laughs> he was not loving the diving. He was not loving it. It was a job. It was work and I learned from him mm -hmm. that work was supposed to be hard and tough and mm -hmm. miserable. And if it wasn't mm -hmm. work, if it wasn't all those things, it wouldn't be work. It would be mm -hmm. a hobby or fun. Mm -hmm. And it, so that was a lesson I was taught. It, mm -hmm. Obviously that's not the correct lesson, but as a kid, <laughs> <laughs> as a kid, I thought that was the only way. So Somewhere along the line, not realizing it, I was thinking, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work forever doing something I hate and mm -hmm. being miserable. So I always had this sort of idea of financial freedom out there. It was floating, even as a young child. So I was always mm -hmm. looking at ways to, to get ahead and save. So, so definitely I was, you know, I was the kid who was starting little business plans and mm -hmm. trying to do those things all on the way. And and it's funny because looking back, I realized how much, how much I was hustling mm -hmm. and how, how hard I was working at being an entrepreneur. And really looking back, so much of it is, is so much simpler. It's really habits and mindset mm -hmm. that are like 95% of, you know, all my successes. So mm -hmm. all that noise and all that hustle. And I think that's exactly what you get to with your whole idea of abundance is easy, is we make it so much harder than we we have to. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I started realizing. So knowing those habits and that mindset that, that they have such an impact, that's where writing this book for kids was so easy because the, the messages are actually quite simple, mm -hmm. but the weight behind those messages, I yeah. mean, that's, that's everything. Yeah. And I love the way that you, you've gamified it, but um, I can't remember the name of the, the, the hero of the tale, but he's literally going on this adventure and he's got his little backpack and it goes from one thing to another. And it's like, oh, it's a dragon. Okay, I'm going to learn to do this thing. And it's just like this, oh, this is a playful journey. But the potency behind each of the lessons that he learns in each and one of those, those trials of fire that he goes through, is it's almost like the, the Richest Man in Babylon, which is a book that we, we went through that with our Micro to Millions guys. And it's a book that I've read religiously annually for... Um, God, a decade and a half. I've read that religiously every single year. And every time I read it, I still learn something more. But it's the simplicity of the tale that has the power behind it. Again, to your point, we make it more complicated than it has to be. Yeah, well, and that's how I knew. I knew the message was right when I'd be writing it. Because again, for me, I can get very wordy and in my head. And I just want to like <laughs> get into it. 
I try to like, how do I write this simpler? How do I write this for a five-year-old? And every mm-hmm. time I strip more and more away from it, that, mm. that core essence, that universal truth would shine through. Because if you take mm. everything away, it stands the test of time, like Richest Man in Babylon. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that stood the test of time. It doesn't matter if we're in the middle of a t- pandemic or a dot-com you know, boom or a real estate crash. Principles I mean, those messages, that. exactly. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're core principles. And that's what I would try to create in the book is these core principles that mm-hmm. we wish we learned as kids, we still wish we learned as adults. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So why don't you share a couple of these? Um, but is there one of those principles that you feel is a little bit more left field that people wouldn't be expecting? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole <laughs> intro when I was talking about this more is, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't, hundred percent meant to be that way at the time. Mm-hmm. But the first principle is the idea of only buy the awesome stuff. Mm. And it's this idea of figuring out what's your awesome stuff. And it's mm. beautiful because in the book, the boys like everything I have is awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what we all think. Yeah. <laughs> and then we walk through, you know, well, tell me what, you know, what do you get excited about? What do you remember? What's your favorite things? And you start realizing that everything isn't awesome. There's a mm. few key things that are really important to you. And not only that, for a lot of us, especially as adults, we don't even know what those things are. We, we think we do, mm-hmm. but they, they need to be uncovered a little bit and, mm. and figure it out. And without that, that piece, like that's where I was trying to get that mindset piece. It's really difficult to sort of create wealth or abundance or feel rich mm. if you really don't even know what you want mm. so this is one of the um one of the first principles that when people when we're working with people in depth it's one of the first things that we do and people get confused as to why we spend so much time on this but it's getting clear on what we call the ideal life blueprint right uh, and it's stripping away to get to that awesome stuff right you know what you know what experiences do you want to have on every day not what should you have? What do you really want? Because for me, the awesome stuff isn't what other people say is awesome. It's what awesome to you. So your concept of awesome could be very different to Jane or Bob's or Susie or, or Tom's. And they all have theirs as well. But I really feel that when I was reading the awesome, that section, it's, yeah, what's my awesome stuff? Not what does society say it should be? Not what of my preconceived notions and ideas, but when I sit with the truth of each and every one of these things, which of them are truly awesome? And then building around that. For sure. And I really try to emphasize that because especially around money, and I'm sure you find there's so much emotion and guilt and trauma around money. Mm-hmm. And, and we forget what's important to us because we, we know what other people are expecting of us or mm-hmm. what society considers you know rich or what we should have or what's mm-hmm. next and again that's why this message is so important because we're missing it we're missing it entirely and so i'm sure like you've reached this point i've reached this point where i've hit that milestone i was going after mm-hmm. and as soon as i hit it i didn't even pause to enjoy that moment or recognize that i hit it mm-hmm. I, my immediate thought was what next what's next and that's the whole thing is there, there is always more. Mm. And so if you can't sit on what you have and what's important to you, 
then you just, you're stuck in that chase and that chase never ends. Mm. Yeah. It's easy to get lost in this, um, the hamster wheel of, of stuff, right? Especially as entrepreneurs are like, what's the next goal? What's the next thing I'm going to kill? Uh, what's the next goal I'm going to, but what was the point when you get to the, you, you get to the other end of it and your kids don't, you don't remember your kid's birthday, you, your body shot to pieces with, from burnout, right? Or you've got an ulcer or some crap like that. And you just, oh, okay, you've got a big bank account. Well, that's not going anywhere. And you actually stop, you actually hit the point a long time ago where everything that you would have actually wanted to have. So, and this isn't, I'm not telling people to not keep going for it, but going for it at the cost of everything else beyond what you even need for me makes no sense. The way that we teach people how to create wealth is doing it in a way that doesn't tax you. So you can go and get as much as you want and, and have the, the fun game of doing it. But we're not doing it to go and fill a hole. We're doing because we're excited about the prospect of going to create more. Like I've got a number that I'd like to hit, right? Not because I, I need more money to live my desired lifestyle. There are a couple of things that I, I can't do right now that I, I'd like to do. Like I can fly private now, but I can't do every single flight that I'd want to do private and it's not even that i would do it but i'd like to have the choice to do it or not okay but i don't need the number that i'm even thinking of to be able to do that right but it's not i'm not sacrificing time i, I work tuesday wednesdays thursdays now my podcast week i do the whole week i work three days a week my weekends are spent with my family i go home in the evening i put my son to bed every night like we have date night a couple times a week my body's good. I get to work out. I get my meditation of da, 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 and still I'm able to go and hit these goals. So there's not the trade-off, but what I love about you is you're really bringing us into connecting with, am I doing this just because, or am I really shooting for the awesome stuff, stuff that's really going to light me up. So even if as an entrepreneur, I am doing that 20 hour day or whatever, I'm not doing it because I'm chasing after filling a hole. I'm doing because I'm so excited about the awesome stuff. And there's something powerful to that, I think. For sure. So a mm -hmm. great example is that you mentioned the flights. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people will be listening and thinking, yeah, Dan, go for that. <laughs> go for those private flights. Yeah. Other people will be like, that's ridiculous. I can't imagine going for a private <laughs> flight. Like everyone's on yeah. a different end of the spectrum. Yeah. And I don't want limiting beliefs and I don't want people to not strive for more. Mm -hmm. But you know that those flights aren't your awesome stuff. You can keep chasing that, but that's, mm -hmm. that's not what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't know what was important to you, you would go after that just because it's the next thing mm -hmm. at the sacrifice of what really is important to you. So this isn't mm -hmm. holding back. This isn't, you know, more is bad. Mm -hmm. This is just looking at it under the lens of, is this what I want? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, because what you'll find is that all of us want to grow, mm -hmm. but growth doesn't just look like, how do I have the absolute most money at the mm -hmm. sacrifice of everything else? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key thing. And this comes and stands testament to the caliber of human that you are and the qualities that you're seeking to bring out into the world through the work that you're doing. It's not about having less. It's about having everything that I truly want without sacrificing what I truly, truly want. It's having this really conscious relationship to our desires and which ones are ego-driven, maniacal, societal status plays and which ones are really heartfelt. And that could be flying private everywhere is a part of what you really want to do. And if so, have at it. 
but not at the cost of something that truly is you. Yes. And that's where you start to realize that everything, everything we do, where we put our effort, where we put our energy, where we put our attention mm -hmm. is at the cost of something else. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing is if you're very clear on what's important, then you can focus on that because mm -hmm. all these other things are at the cost of something. So, so flying private for some is going to be amazing and that's what they want. And that is their awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. For others, it's not, but flying private, there is a downside. You know, mm -hmm. if you're flying private, are you taking your family with you or not taking your family? Are you mm -hmm. flying all the time? Are you spending mm -hmm. time at home? Like what's important to you? Because there's, there's something that's going to be lost mm -hmm. with every choice. It's all mm -hmm. give or take where you put that energy. You, instead of flying on that plane, you could be, you know, sitting in the hot tub at home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with your family. Like, mm -hmm. and for some, that's what they want. For some, it's different. And that's the whole thing. It's just the awareness. And what's, what's scary is we're so caught up in this hustle mentality. And we hear of this like gig economy and, and just chasing, chasing, chasing that we never stop and just become aware of like, what are we doing it for? Mm -hmm. What's important? What do we want? And we're so locked into just, well, that's what everyone else is doing. And that's, so that only makes sense. I'd have to, like, if I had twice as much money, I'd have to be twice as happy and twice <laughs> as good. So what's some tips for the entrepreneurs listening that are thinking about, Hey, you know, okay, I get it. Um, I want to find my awesome stuff. What are some tips for people that want to start going into that? So what I love is usually when I have this conversation with people, what I've started to notice is when I ask, like, if I asked you, what's your awesome stuff, maybe not you, Dan, because I'm sure you've sat on this, but a lot of people, <laughs> when you ask them, <laughs> their first reaction isn't their awesome stuff. It's what they want to buy next. Mm. So they know what they want to buy next. They know what they're striving for, but they haven't really sat on it. And a good way to tell if it really is your awesome stuff or not is how you talk about it. Mm. So even the way you talked about the, the flights right now, the reason I sort of jumped on you a bit and said, it's not your awesome stuff, partly because I know you, but also the way you just delivered, oh, I could do more flights. Mm -hmm. But I've heard you talk about like your courses and your people and what mm -hmm. you're doing. <laughs> I've heard you talk about your family and your son and just your whole body lights up. There's a difference. There's a difference. You, you, mm -hmm. you can't stop smiling. I could feel mm -hmm. the energy in your body. You can feel it. Mm -hmm. And that's a good indicator. Like if you, if you tell me, so you want something, mm -hmm. I should be able to feel that you should be able to feel that. Mm. So it's having a deep enough conscious relationship to ourself and how we're showing up in the moment that we're talking about things. It's going to, give us an indication to what our awesome stuff is. For but, sure. But we, but we do need to be able to, because if we don't have enough of a relationship with, within ourselves to know, oh, I'm lit up right now, then we're not going to know that we're lit up right now. So I suppose we do have to kind of get to know ourselves a little bit more first, right? Exactly. And that's, what, that's what's so beautiful about all this is mm -hmm. getting to know ourselves, getting to know your awesome stuff, figuring it out. Like, uh, I know that'll change for me and evolve and grow as I grow. Mm -hmm. And so it's big, it's deep, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. But the message, the lesson is just only by the awesome stuff. 
So your five-year-old, you know, mm -hmm. when your son's sitting there and says, dad, I want this ice cream. And you mm -hmm. ask him, is that your awesome stuff? Your five-year-old can look at that mm -hmm. and just become aware of, is this my awesome stuff? And rather mm -hmm. than having a temper tantrum, because he wants it, mm -hmm. if it's not his awesome stuff and it's not what he really is excited about, they'll put it down, they'll step away. Mm -hmm. That's how simple the message is and how easy at its purest form. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. No pun intended. So <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit more about the journey to creating the book because you, you've had quite an adventure bringing this to life. And um, oh, by the way, um, we're going to pop links in the show notes for people to connect with you. And so guys, if you're like, what's this book? I, I want a copy of it. We're going to put some links so you can connect with David and, and, and get to be a part of his amazing world, his awesome world. And also, uh, be updated with how you can get hold of that but because it wasn't like a I wrote a book and here it is on the shelf and that's it like there's been <laughs> there's been some <laughs> some twists and turns on that journey uh, why don't you share some of those there's been a ton of twists and turns so the book <laughs> the book is the golden quest yeah and you can find it at theawesomestuff.com so theawesomestuff.com and it's funny so as my boys got older um some of it was inspired there's a really good book uh, written called The Last Lecture. And the that book was inspired by basically a professor uh, it, it, that, that knew he had terminal cancer and had a young boy coming. So there's a bit of a sad beginning, but he was a professor and he was going to be doing this presentation and it was a big deal, but he took that opportunity to have his whole presentation basically directed to his son, life lessons to his son. Um, and it was extremely powerful and uplifting. It was all these things that he wanted to teach him. Mm -hmm. And it sort of struck me as, you know, as I watched my boys get older, what are some lessons I'd want to teach them? What are some things that I'd want to pass on? So I just sort of started just collecting these thoughts, like, you know, what would I, what do I want them to grow up knowing or knowing about me or knowing about themselves or what would I want to say to them on their first date or whatever it might be. And, and so that was sort of the, the initial idea, because I, I don't consider myself a writer. I never planned on writing a book. This was just a collection of notes <laughs> for my boys. And then it started to become, you know, the stuff around money where so many people stress so much about money, but I've been like, I was reading finance books when I was 10. So I've been in it for my whole life. So my views on it are a little bit different than most. And I do see it like yourself where abundance is easy. So I was thinking, how do I, how do I pass on some of this? So my, my kids don't grow up worried and stressed over money. And again, this was just at the beginning, just a collect, collection of notes. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool because I was working, um, sort of volunteering at my kid's library and watching these kids read these graphic novels and seeing how much that medium has evolved since we were younger. Mm -hmm. And I could, I, I could instantly see it was almost like this, um, you know, aha moment where I could see this really boring lesson around money that people don't like learning about conveyed in a really fun, easy way where just kids can pick it up and get it. And whether they get all of it or just some of it, or just become aware, it, it didn't matter. It was a way to take something like the richest man in Babylon Mm -hmm. and make it mm -hmm. so anyone can pick it up and get it. And I think that's the thing is what we see in a lot of these 
books that pass on this knowledge, the ones that really catch on, it's not that the, the message is different because these core messages are core messages for a reason. They don't change. It's the delivery of them in such a way that everybody can in- immediately get it, grasp it, and, and take it down to its purest level. So, so that's sort of the, the evolution of this whole, this whole thing. Can I just loop back to the fact that you're like, oh yeah, I'm just volunteering at my, my kid's library. I love that. I just want to just, guys, dial you into something. You're listening to a man that's not hypothesizing about what he'd like to do. He's sharing from his real life experience of having built up himself into a financial situation whereby his awesome stuff is spending more time with his kids is something he can just go and do without like, oh God, uh, I've got a juggle shift, a diving shift today <laughs> before I can go to the library. You just get to do that. That's absolutely wonderful. And I, I love that being in the space to express and live your life under those terms has given you a gift that you can share with all of us. So I just want to thank you for that. Thanks. I, I love that. Well, thanks so much for noticing that, Dan, because mm-hmm. I don't talk about it often, but truly like that is my awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and that you instantly just picked up on that. Um, mm-hmm. It is, I mean, going, having the availability to build a volunteer at the kids' school, mm-hmm. be there for drop-off or field trips. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I just love that. Like that is, mm-hmm. that is what lights me up and that yeah. flexibility. And yeah, I didn't, I, I, I looked at dads like you before I had Ethan. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm sure it would be. And I'm like, so he started to do this thing where he loves to dance. And so whenever we go somewhere and music comes on, he stops and he just starts dancing. So we went, we went for dinner yesterday. There's this little, like, um, this restaurant that we like to go to. Well, Olga likes it. I don't really. <laughs> Which means Olga you like it. it. <laughs> Which means we all like it because Olga loves it. <laughs> so she did sleep to what Ethan did sleep to all the other day. I was like, oh, I know what will cheer her up. So it's like, babe, do you want to go to a marathon? Oh, yeah, let's go. And um, afterwards, we're just walking down the street to go and get our, our taxi home. And um, Cotton Eye Joe, yeah, da 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 Joe. I mean, started playing from this bar, and Ethan just stopped. He pulled his hand away from me, and he started clapping and dancing. I was like, "That's my awesome stuff." We got it on camera, and I've got all these little videos of him, like just doing this cute little stuff. And I was like, "Ah, oh. having the space to be able to just, if I don't feel like working, it's like you know, I'm not really gonna work today. I'm just gonna stay home and just put music on for him to dance. That for me is freedom. That's awesome stuff for sure." Yeah. What I love that and, and showing that and displaying that is so important as well. Cause that's mm-hmm. back to my, you know, initial comment about this, this more, even being there, like me volunteering at my son's library. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's my awesome stuff, but mm-hmm. I know for sure there are people that see that and that's not what success looks to other people. Mm-hmm. A dad volunteer, like the, what, when I volunteer at the library, the reason I'm there is so the teacher can do the work. I'm just mm-hmm. doing the, you know, stamping books, easy stuff, mm-hmm. giving them the time to actually teach. I'm not doing any heavy lifting or, mm-hmm. or doing, you know, bringing any of my experience to the table. I'm just being present. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, so I noticed that there are people that frown on that because oh, well, you should be in an office or you should be, mm-hmm. you know, in front of a boardroom or you should be traveling on Why that private jet. Why are you jet. hustling? Why are you hustling? <laughs> exactly. If I'm on a field trip, I'm not wearing a dress shirt. I'm, you know, or a tie. <laughs> and just, I think we need more examples of, you know, success is going to look different for different people. 
And mm. one isn't better than other, but one isn't less than the other either. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. I love that. I love that. So for the entrepreneurs listening, they get to know themselves, really tune in and explore what that awesome stuff is for them by just assessing how it feels for them and doing it on their own terms, not doing it because of what other people have said that it is, or even judging yourself because you're not doing, maybe you don't want to spend more time with your kids. And if that's not your awesome stuff, have at it, right? This isn't, or if it's awesome, it's got to involve your kids. You don't have any kids or you're not going to find your awesome, right? That's not what we're saying is that we've found our awesome. It just so happens that we've got commonality in that, but whatever it is for you is what it is for you. Yeah. Well, and I'd add to that, that definitely don't have that judgment Mm -hmm. when you're doing what you love. I know like for entrepreneurs as well, they're always thinking, how do I, what's the next thing? What's the edge? What's the, you know, what's that, Mm -hmm. you know, where's the alpha? Exactly. (laughs) If you're loving what you're doing, there is an attraction and there is an energy and there is a flow that more good will happen because it's not forced. You're not fighting against your nature. Just like when you do your, you know, human design, like you're, Mm -hmm. you're not fighting against your nature. Mm-hmm. One person might put a do it and do it so easy that you're like, why don't I mimic that? It worked for them. But if it's mm-hmm. against your nature, it'll never work. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing is when you find what's, what really lights you up, and gets you excited. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. So the awesome stuff.com is where people can get the book. They can connect with you there. They can connect me with me there. I'd actually love if they connect with me there. I mean, feel free to reach out. I want to hear. <laughs> this is like awesome I, stuff for David. If you haven't felt the shift in energy, <laughs> this is awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah. So kids, yeah. connection. So yeah. hearing from other people and hearing what their awesome stuff is, I don't care what it is. Yeah. I want to hear it. And and that lights me up. And, and mm-hmm. not only hearing about it, even better is if it's something that you always knew but you 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 didn't embrace because you thought it just you felt bad about it I mean a great example I was talking to someone and it was so interesting because they were thinking about their awesome stuff and they paused and they reflected and then when they told me there was about a two-minute preamble about why what they're about to say was sort of ridiculous and probably not Mm -hmm. the right thing and not good and it came down to they just wanted someone to clean their house so they could spend time with their kids Mm -hmm but they felt so much guilt around that because they were fully capable of capable of cleaning it themselves Mm -hmm. that they just couldn't embrace it. Instead, they do all these other things and spend money in different Mm -hmm. places, but no, like that was what truly you could just tell, like they, it almost brought them to tears just thinking about just having that space so they could go out and, and, and do whatever they want to do that, that time that it would give up. So those types of stories I just love where it's something that it's right there at the tip of your fingers. And for some reason you've blocked it because of, you know, what society says or what people have put on you or, or what you grew up hearing, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, in your body, when it's, when it's what you really want and what you love. And, and once you start following that, I mean, that's, everything will feel awesome. David, thank you so much for uh, coming to hang out today. Um, guys, make sure you go and head over to theawesomestuff.com. Connect with David. Dive in. Dive in. That wasn't a... I wasn't being cheeky there when I said dive in, but dive in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and start to work out your awesome stuff. So until next time, 
Keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Share this episode with another human who could deserve more awesome, and you go be more awesome. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangana, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.